0: Welcome back, your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you've hung around, and the dream still remains, but it's turned you around. Who'd have thought you'd need you?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new 3D food Printing podcast. My name is Luis Rodriguez, broadcasting from New York City, and joining us as usual, the super co-host Jason Masbrocker from Frankfurt, Germany. How are you, Jason?
0: I'm great, Luis. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back. It's been a super long time, probably too long. Uh, just want to remind everybody real quick, you can feel free to email us at any time at podcast at 3digitalcooks.com of course reach out to us on any of the social media channels we're always at 3digitalcooks on all of them twitter facebook g instagram as well so go ahead Louis. it's it's been a really long time why don't we tell them what we've been up to
1: i just want to say one thing don't call it a comeback we're back that's exciting I think it's important to let people know first why their favorite 3D footprinting podcast was out for a few months. Let me tell you this already. It's been for very good reasons. Not bad reasons, but good ones. But we had to hit the break for a while. So one of the main reasons why we were out for, I would say, a good month was because we were hardcorely preparing for our workshop in Germany. It was not just one workshop. It was actually three of them. And uh, we're going to have a special podcast edition just talking about how the whole thing was. So wait for that to come maybe in a few weeks or a month.
0: They probably have been following also if they've been checking out your weekly 3D Food Printing YouTube videos on 3D little Cook's YouTube channel. But there's been some previews and sneak peeks. In fact, the one posted yesterday was a, a short little peek into the prep. Uh, what went into the workshop a little bit in the days before. That was really exciting.
1: On the personal side, also some reasons for both of us to be out. Me still trying to learn how to use the subway in New York, trying to solve all the legal issues to be here. It's been an interesting journey. But probably the one who has been dealing with more stuff is the overseas person.
0: It's been a tough time. We've moved and had to renovate a house. Once we got in it, you've probably seen Zoe on the YouTube videos. Uh, what you haven't seen is JJ, he's our nine-month-old son, and he's growing up much faster than expected. He's really just trying to walk. I think he grabbed a hammer and started hammering nails the other day. Wanted to build things. But we got uh, the Robot Turtles game, so maybe he'll be programming before too long as well. He's taking up a lot of time. So now that we got our excuses out of the way, Louis, because really we should have been here, you know, we could make time for this. Uh, It's it's our people. It's our people. We have to be here. It's our community. That's what we're going to jump into right now. We're going to talk about some news that's been popping off in the community. And one of the biggest pieces of note, that has gotten attention from all over the world and in almost every website and every uh, every media channel you could imagine is the official launch of the Food Inc. World's first 3D food printing pop-up restaurant there in London. I was lucky to be at the first Food Ink, I guess the demo where they made the promotional video for it at this year's 3D food printing conference in venlo netherlands and it it was pretty exciting i remember there was a lot of people there that they have collaborated on they have arthur mamumani I remember being on an email thread also with Anthony. And I, most people know they're backed by BiFlow as well. We've all seen Chef Mateo Blanche working with BiFlow in the past at the previous 3D Food Printing Conference and, you know, in their social media channels, he's always featured on there. I like the concept. I like the ideas. I wasn't able to sit at the table when I was there back in April, I believe, but I did get pretty up and close and personal with the setup they had going. And it looks pretty interesting. Maybe one time we'll get to have a seat there and we'll be able to give some first person feedback on it. You know, I think it'd be exciting to sit through it and see exactly what happened. We did get a lot of response and emails from people who did sit in them already. I'm not sure if they want us to share it yet or what, but maybe we can talk with them and see if they're okay with us sharing their perspective as well, Lewis.
1: Yeah, I think that would be an interesting conversation. Just trying to get both sides also. Right now I'm going through some of the pictures that they have posted on Facebook about the first event in London. I think it happened a couple of weeks ago, maybe three or four more and it just looks like they had a lot of fun and that's the important part, right? Like a lot of attention, a lot of buzz as usual and a really beautiful setup. So if you got the chance to visit their their Facebook page, make sure to, to check out all the pictures.
0: If you've been paying attention to, to the YouTube channel, you'd know that Having fun is the most important part of 3D food printing.
1: At least that's how we see it.
0: So next up, Structure3D launched a collaboration with Ultimaker to to offer the Discovery with an Ultimaker together. The package is called the Discovery Complete. It comes with an Ultimaker 2 the discovery and i think it's pretty exciting that they were able to reach out and get such a a cool affiliation you know such as ultimaker on their side ultimaker is a, a really huge brand here in europe i know that they uh launched recently in the u.s with an official headquarters in new york and they've been building up a team it's really cool i know they have some former MakerBot people on their team i think it's going to be exciting to see where they take it in the u.s i'm I'm sure there's lots of printers over there that they can support that's really interesting though seeing the structure 3d advance and and move forward with their technology i can't wait to see what comes next from them
1: I think it's really interesting this partnership also I think that helps them to provide like a full integrated solution for their clients. Like a printer where they can focus on their support and their instructions, I think that's a really clever move. And also partnering with a big company as you said is is also a good thing to do. Just to be clear, at some point in in the future we also will have a review about the Discovery Extruder. It's been my bad. I just want to say that out loud. Sorry for all the delays with that, but it will end up coming. And yeah, really, really exciting stuff. Seeing how the different players on paste printing, foot printing, or anything related to things that can be used for foot printing are evolving to, to move forward business-wise.
0: If you weren't paying close, close attention to the 3D food printing community is the Fudini air quotes official launch. Even though it's, it seems like it's a little bit of a pre-production launch. Supposedly, it's supposed to be officially shipping before the end of 2016. Yeah. Louis, you've got a pretty good affinity for Fudini since you were yeah. part of them for a while. Why don't you uh, go I've ahead heard. and tell us more? Could I
1: spent some time there, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't really know much about it. I I got to talk with a few of them when I was uh, back in Barcelona for the workshop in Germany. As far as I know, the the price that they are selling these first units from the pre-production run, I don't know if it's the first or the second pre-production run. This is also always manufacturing language that I don't know. It's target to be around $4,000. But I think the retail price is going to be around 2000 or that's what you can actually read on the website. Prices have been going up and down since uh, the whole project started. I think that's normal when you're trying to create something new, but really excited to to see how this move, moves forward and seeing people using it.
0: You know, Fudini was the first one to really start preaching about it and going around and doing presentations. And promoting their hardware and I mean you were there a long long time ago since now but the price thing I mean you can see it's just it's not easy to sell a thousand dollar food printer you know we can see that also with Bocasini now I think their price is almost tripled or something like that so it, it's not easy when you're dealing with hardware to to get exactly what you want to provide to your customers at, at the price point that you really want to it's it's a, it's a game you have to play but it's it's really cool to see things moving it's a good feeling to know that you know three D food printing is, is making progress yeah. in the hardware area.
1: That's really interesting. I think for me, I always tell the same thing. Natural Machines is one of the biggest players in the game, probably top five in the companies that are that are related to three D food printing. Obviously, being three Digital Cooks the biggest and the best one. Yo yo. But but it's really interesting to follow how all the different companies are are doing what is the timelines for the products, how they are shifting. And natural machines definitely is one of those that we are keeping track on.
0: And staying on the hardware topic, some really exciting news from a true pioneer in 3D food printing. The legend Hod Libsson has again pushed the limits of 3D food printing with some of his students from Colombia and they've concepted a brilliant 3D food printer named Santa or SENA. I think it's SANA. It's really the 3D food printer that looks like it could go right now and sit next to something on your kitchen counter and start printing away. Some unique features about it is it uses frozen food cartridges. Although I I believe it's still a concept prototype. I don't don't know if they've officially got it working in the format that everybody's seen in the videos, how pretty it looks and everything, but anytime I hear Hot Lipson's name um, you know, I get excited personally. If any of you have read the book, I think he has a few books out there. But as you know, we had Jeffrey Lipton on the video interview series for 3D Little Cooks YouTube channel a long, long time ago. He comes from the tree of Hot Lipson. So it's very cool to see anything anytime Hot Lipson's name comes up, especially with the new 3D food printer.
1: Yeah, I think it's also great to see people doing new stuff i think for the last year i could say maybe the i don't know if the 3d printing hype is dying or not i don't even think we are the i am the right person to say that but less things have been popping up and it's all it's always exciting to see new ideas coming to the coming to the arena more news more news i'm really excited about today's podcast like there's so many things to talk about. And this one is another company that kind of like, at least I felt they come and go. And and I was not really clear how was their status. But right now, it feels like they have come back and they have come back with a lot of strength. And I'm talking about VHECS. One of the things that they have announced is, is their collaboration with the TEF Pasquale Cozzolino from Rivalta's Pizza in New York. They were here a couple of months ago for a really big food and technology event. And I think the new, new food 3D printer also was, was here. And excited to see how they are evolving. They are definitely pushing forward printing pizza. And things must be going well since we have seen a few job advertisements where they are hiring. And that's always a good sign that they have intentions to do things and move forward what do you think jason
0: it is interesting you know i'm a big fan of pizza if it weren't for hamburgers i, I would destroy all pizza in my path no matter what it is I, I won't go into my pizza um quality assurance right now but have you been to Roberto's pizza lewis no no, it,
1: no is it
0: good okay. I, I don't know you're the one who lives in new york city oh
1: that's true too
0: You should go there and see, because what I heard is that they're going to start putting these B-hexes inside of their restaurants. Oh, really? And one of the big things is that Chef Cozzolino is going to help them get their pizza recipe up to par. You know, I've seen some videos here and there. Some people like the pizza. Some people don't. I mean, I think the point that we all have to look at with the B-hex was that it was born, you know, from a contracting opportunity with NASA. So... You know, I don't think recipe was too important for them when normally the food that astronauts are eating doesn't really have, you know, Michelin star quality to it anyway. But it's cool news. I'm a big fan of pizza. I'm a big fan of 3D food printing. So I'm going to be following it closely.
1: I think also pizza is one of those topics that is always controversial. But it's fun to see that that people is really looking into it and trying new stuff. I'm uh, looking at their website and they have a lot of new pizza shapes going on. <laughs> and I think that's fun. It's a different way to, to approach uh, food that
0: a lot of people loves. Hopefully we'll be able to get them on the Three Digital Cooks video interview series before too long.
1: I'm really excited to know more about them and, and to see what they bring in the future.
0: So next up we've got an interesting... PhD opportunity for European or UK students from the University of Birmingham School of Engineering in the UK. This PhD project is specifically focused around 3D food printing. Some highlights about the, the project. Uh, it's, it's part of a program to investigate design and understanding of edible materials in additive manufacturing in conjunction with the additive manufacturing CIM at the University of Nottingham. So basically, you're going to be deep diving into 3D food printing and becoming an edible materials specialist in 3D printing. You're going to become a 3D food printing engineer or whatever the title is that you come up with because you're probably going to be the first one who completes this project. (laughs) That's true. What do you think about 3D food printing in education, Louis?
1: I think it's a really interesting area. We already know that 3D systems and uh, the Chevjet team has been collaborating with CIA, and we know for sure that they have some machines in their in their schools and working on some um, lectures and programs about it. I think it's really interesting all those steps that we are doing towards that because the first thing that needs to happen is people knowing more about 3D footprinting printing, and education is the is the way to get there. So I think that's really interesting
0: yeah over the past year lewis and i've been been in contact and contacted by a lot of students interested in 3d food printing we've done i think one or two interviews with some students helping them with their projects so it's it's exciting that it's moving into education and you know schools are willing to be open-minded about it yeah so after you go to school you normally get a job right yeah well you're you're supposed to oh boy a lot of people choose to, what, travel the world or just stay in their mom's basement <laughs> for a few years until they finally, their mom finally comes down and says, I'm not cooking for you anymore. I'm not washing those socks.
1: That's a So day. if you're looking,
0: yeah. And on that topic, Biflow is hiring as well. Lewis, do you know what exactly they're looking for?
1: Uh, as far as I could read, and if you're interested, make sure to look into their LinkedIn profile where they have a description. They're looking for a software engineer who helps them to elaborate tools that they have been created just to to push forward probably the design side of the prints that they do, which I think is really interesting. It's probably one of the biggest problems to tackle in 3D footprinting towards customization. But I think that's really, really interesting and really exciting to see so many opportunities already in the space. Well, okay, let's not be dramatic, (laughs) but there's already some jobs and opportunities to get involved in 3D footprinting professionally which i think is great
0: well anytime you're able to get paid for your passion i think it's interesting and and it's something that if you believe in it you know why not go for it i mean that's what we're doing aren't we
1: yes yes
0: and if you if you're going to be going after that buy flow work you know you're probably going to be part of food inc so there you go
1: double fun yeah, we've been talking about a lot of people who are big players in the game Natural Machines, BHEX, Biflow, Food Inc. And of course, we have more news about one of our favorites in Europe. <laughs> well, not anymore, isn't it?
0: Not completely true. Okay. We also want to wish our best to Julian Singh with 3D Chef on expanding his territory to the Australia and Asia region. It's pretty exciting news. Man, that's like the 25th time I've said exciting on this podcast. (laughs) Me too. It's really cool um, to see 3DFP growing around the world. I think Julian's going to do good things in Australia. I believe it's going to be a good hub for him to to service Asia as well. And I believe he's still going to be servicing Europe also.
1: On our end, we also have some secrets cooking. But we just want to give you a tease to let you know that early this fall, we're going to start making uh, 3D footprinting meetups both in New York and Frankfurt and uh, we are doing that because mainly we want to meet you we want to meet you face by face we want to talk about 3D footprinting we want to get people together to, to discuss and just come up with crazy ideas to push forward, that's the fun of it
0: it's so exciting to know that we're gonna get to meet other excited people who be, are gonna be excited to talk about 3D food printing with us we've already started this uh, initiative to get our butts out of our chairs and hitting the road but we want to get out there and you know meet our local communities face to face shaking hands and kissing babies preaching about the technology and and sharing it with everybody so stay tuned for the dates and locations and times and how to uh, get involved and, and send us an email at podcast at three digital cooks.com if you've got any suggestions on on any of those things, locations, dates, times, or topics or things you'd like to talk about at a, I mean, you're probably not alone. If you wanna touch on a topic or want to know, um, you know more about something or get up and close and personal or something, then it's a good chance somebody else does as well.
1: Yeah, that's the goal for it. One last new that I want to share with all of you, and more than a new is a call. We have had to pass a great opportunity to get our hands on a powder printer, a Z-Corp old model. And I think for a couple of weeks, we were really, really happy and really looking forward to start exploring that type of printing. But at the end, we couldn't uh, get the Z-Corp printer that we wanted. So if any of you know about anyone who has an old, dusty Z-Corp printer and wants to get rid of it, just let us know, we're gonna, we're gonna take good care of it.
0: Yes, we will. Z Corp is a fun printer to play with, as so we've heard. And we're excited to get our hands in, in working on that technology and helping push it forward. Yeah. And before we finish up here, I just want to give a, a huge shout out and talk about something really quick. A project that a good, good friend of ours and supporter of ours, Florian Hirsch, is a part of that uh, come out of his foundation Soup and Socks, which travels down to Greece to help the refugees in the camps in Kasikas. He and his team and everybody who's involved have built up a fab lab down there to help in any way they can with the refugees, get their hands on tools, maybe bring their ideas to life and just teach and educate people through a fab lab. Near the refugee camp, and and that's going to be their focus is to help the refugees who are stuck there in the camp through education, through learning, and, you know, with tools. They have 3D printers, and the project's name is called Habibi Works, and you can find out more at habibi.works. And also, I believe, if you go to the Soup and Socks, any of the social media channels, and Habibi Works also has a Twitter So head there, donate, support how you can. Um, It's really awesome. And, and, you know, Florian Hirsch keeps blowing our mind with the the life-changing things he's doing for people, really. Thank you, Florian, for all you do. Please go support Habibi Works, Soup & Socks, and any project that Florian is attached to.
1: Yeah, it's been a really interesting comeback podcast. I don't know if we have anything else to add. Really excited, looking forward to this new season, adding more and more new things to the game
0: so don't forget anytime you want to reach out to us you can email us directly with the email address podcast at 3digitalcooks.com on your favorite social media channel at 3digitalcooks don't forget to use the hashtag 3dfp on your social media posts we'll find it And we'll we'll share the heck out of it Don't forget about the YouTube channel New 3D food printing videos every week The latest one is a peek Into our preparation Into the 3D food printing workshop that we did With FabCon and their The workshops Like, share, and subscribe All that content on the YouTube channel The welcome back cover song was courtesy of Tyler Keeley And if you enjoyed it Head to tylerkeeley.com To show some love Thank you Tyler Thanks everybody for listening We really appreciate all your support Keep your eyes peeled on the website On the YouTube And right here on the podcast channel For new content coming soon Specifically about the workshops That we held here in Germany Thank you everyone Thank you Bye Welcome